as a customer know that you are going to keep my information safe but that also you're going to respect my privacy and not share it with other people i think those are the biggest cons of going digital but with that being said i do want to urge anybody with a business that if you want to go digital please do your research hey guys welcome to the like minds instagram live series broadcast where we talk and chat to various entrepreneurs and find out how they're managing their businesses and brands through this pandemic. So today we chat to Lebu Lion. Most of you would know her from her podcast Lessons with Lion or her threads on Twitter or as the founder of the agency Beeple. Today we chat to her on digitizing your business and marketing and so much more. Enjoy. Which social media platforms you should use. So my top three shouldn't be the same as some guy who's selling chooses top three in terms of social okay. top three social media profiles. I mean, uh, platforms to use. I've got a service business. They've got a product business. We have completely different objectives. So let's start with the service business, right? A lot okay. of the time with the service business, what you have to do is you have to show people what you know, right? Because that gives you credibility. So you want to go onto the market and say to people, I've got a business and we consult about marketing. Uh, why should you choose us? Well, this is all the knowledge we have. This is all the work that we've done. Look at us. We know so much and we actually uh, have a very robust relationships in the industry, blah, 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 blah. So when you're online, your intention is to teach. And your intention is to inform, right? So you want to use the platforms that allow you to do that. And teaching and informing doesn't have a direct sales funnel. So it doesn't mean that just because I'm sharing my knowledge, people are going to pay for it right now. And then the sale is done. That's not how it works. And so if you're going to be the kind of person who wants to be a thought leader because you want to sell a service, then you're going to look at your LinkedIn. You're going to look at your Twitters and you're going to look at websites, right? Websites are great. Mm. Before I even go further, okay? Even though I do not really care for Facebook, it is a brilliant platform for any kind of business because it's got so many little different facets of it that you can plug yourself into whatever you need to plug yourself into to make it work for your business. You know, you don't have to use everything that they have to offer, but I know that there's something that they have for your business there. They've always got something for every kind of business on Facebook. It's just really well made. I don't really like it as a platform, but I think it's brilliant for business. So if you have a business, no matter what kind of business you have, use Facebook. But let's go back into what I was saying. So if you have a service business, you want to show yourself as a thought leader, that kind of thing, because that's how you get to sell your service to get people who have interest in your service and contact you, then definitely use LinkedIn. LinkedIn has the biggest database of professionals in the world. So if you've got a service business and you want your B2B business, LinkedIn is the showcase. That's what people are there for. They're going to behave that way. They're going to seek that information, be the thought leader, have conversations with people who know what you know, who know different, and, and do that thing. If you're a service business, LinkedIn is the way. Twitter, why? Because Twitter is also an information sharing platform. But what's great about Twitter that you won't really find on LinkedIn is the relevance, the real timeliness of information. So if, for instance, COVID-19 is trending and your business is, I don't know, a business that sells hand sanitizers, for example, actually, no, that's a bad example because I'm talking about services. <laughs> but yeah. your business is the kind of business that uh, creates data about uh, new infections for COVID-19. Then you want to be there in that hashtag, literally tweeting all the time about the information that you guys are getting, 
all of the information that you have and interacting with people on those conversations. That's where you're going to get TV shows calling you and saying, hey, we'd like to interview you because you know this knowledge. But on uh, LinkedIn, you won't get that. On LinkedIn, you'll get a brand manager calling you and saying, hey, you're a marketing expert. We need a bit of this come through. But on Twitter, you'll get your TV or radio, um, your celebrities even. They'll contact you and say, hey, I'm hosting this and this and this for my business and you do marketing. Please, can you come through and give us a 45-minute training? You get that from Twitter, right? But because mm. so many people are, they focus their attention on Twitter, on silly things like towards and like useless content. They're not being intentional about how they use Twitter. They don't get all of those positive effects from Twitter. But Twitter for me has been awesome. I've literally gotten so much business from Twitter, so many media interviews just from using Twitter intentionally. So if you want to be a thought leader, you have a service business, Twitter's for you, LinkedIn is for you, Facebook. But also another one that I'm not really fond of, but I, I know it works is a website have a website yeah. a website is the best way to sell your services i'm just lazy to create one right now but you know if you really want to be about it do the website because you're going to see a lot of traffic coming in on the website the only issue with the website yeah. is getting people onto your website you know that's one of the hardest things and then you talk about things like google adwords and things like that where you have to use those tools to promote your website so that people can see it otherwise you've just got this really beautiful website but nobody's really using it and then what's the point uh, with a website, yeah. you have to make your market come to you. But with social media, your market is there. You're going to the market. And that's why people love social media so much. And then you talk about your product businesses, right? If you are selling a product, you want to be on every single social media platform that allows you to display things visually, right? Visual is the currency with uh, products. People have to see that thing. Describing it won't make a difference. You, people must see it. They must see it being used. They must see it in action. So you think about your platforms like Instagram. Instagram is great, especially for the kind of business where you might be able to take great photos, but you don't really know how to describe your product very well. The pictures will do enough. I'm not saying don't learn how to describe, but I'm just saying you don't have to worry so much about being really great at writing or really great at describing things. You just show it. Use video, use pictures. Instagram is great. And then we talk about your, your Facebook. Obviously, like I said, Facebook works for everybody. You just find what works for you there. Then the third one with visual uh, products for me, I'm trying to think of it because I'm, I'm not too sure if people are really on this one. But for me, uh, Pinterest. Pinterest is really great for a, a, a product business. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think it's that popular in this country yet. But Pinterest is amazing because it's so unassuming. So when you use Pinterest, you don't actually think somebody's trying to sell me something here. You know, and the wonderful thing about mm. Pinterest is someone doesn't just click on your product and then go, oh, buy it. It actually goes onto a website and the website explains it. And then more pictures and more videos. So it literally makes a person feel like you're not attacking them and chasing them for a sale. It's literally like they came and found you. They're going after you. And the more they click, the more they're coming after you. And so the sale is like an organic uh, process of your relationship. It's not a forced sale. So for me, Pinterest is a really great and emerging platform for product sales. Yeah. Cool. I was just writing my points of what I wanted to discuss. Um, okay, I think you, you, you've, you've made um, some good points there, especially on like Facebook and everything. You, you, you don't like using it because it's not necessarily for you and that's cool. Um, but I, I like that you it. didn't dis... You like do? I okay. use it. I just don't <laughs> okay. like it. Okay, okay. fine. It, it, you just 
like everybody else who shifted to Twitter. Um, cool. So I wanted to talk about web first, um, your web example. I wanted us to have a conversation around that. Um, not everybody needs a website. You are evidence of that. And it's just the conversation of, because you have a lot of people who think they need websites when they don't actually, you've got a lot of people, you know, trying to get cheap websites done. And therefore, like you said in our previous chat that you've got this thing, but the functionality is whack and you don't have a good website and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And instead of giving you the value you need as a business, it's doing quite the opposite for your business or for your brand really because if i go on there and it's some wix website and things are just jumping pictures are jumping out or it doesn't load quickly or when it loads it shows the html text it becomes a problem so it's like you know you have to you know choose what is for you i know social media is the easiest way and it's it, it's practically free depending on social technologies you're using and you should stick to that right so i mean on web it was just to have that conversation that people shouldn't get confused because you can have a great brand and have great business but not have a website right and i think what you were saying is websites are great you should have them but if your business needs it mm. is would that be a better point okay cool well on basically i'm saying that websites yeah. are great um if you use them the right way, right? So okay. any business can have a website and any business can make their website work, but they have to be able to use it the right way to make it work. So for example, okay. I hate websites, but for service businesses, especially if your, your business is B2B, as in I'm Nebu and I want to speak at Investec and I want to speak at Old Mutual about yes. marketing, then they're going to want yes. that website. So I need to get yes. my act together and make it work. Or, or I need to have some other way of selling to them that's more formal than all these other social technologies. Most B2B clients want a website. They respect the website mm. for them. That is like them walking into your office building in Santon. That's what a mm. website would do for most brands, for most uh, service businesses, you know? And then it's the same with products. Um, customers see it as, oh my gosh, these people have a website. Only uh, big companies like Superbalist have a website. So that must mean that this business really is doing big things. And they've got a lot of customers. They've got their own shop. It's your own shop. So even when you're looking at your brand profile and um, how valuable it will seem to the market, having a website actually makes it seem more valuable, more professional, more credible. Uh, websites are mm. important, but if you're not using it properly, don't do it. Because it's the same as having that beautiful office in Santon, but when I walk in, it's full of rubbish. The, the couches are torn. That's the equivalent of having a, an ugly website or a website that doesn't work well. So mm -hmm. make sure that if you have a website, you're using it properly. Yeah, funny you should make that example because I always say your website is like if you had a store, what it would feel like in that store is what your your website would have to to replicate right yes. so people need to know this is a legal firm this is a shoe company here they sell mm -hmm. you know energy drinks or here this is a, a consultancy business but if they don't have that feeling then you know yeah. what i mean you haven't done a good job of, of creating a good website so i mean you're right rules of engagement in corporate especially corporate clients ask to have a website because it's the easiest way 
without taking too much time for mm-hmm. them to queue up, see what you're about, decide here and there if they want to, you know, use you or hire you, you know, and they can create the budget for that. They don't want to read some 12-page PDF because yeah. that's just too much for them because, you know, for them, it's like time is a big thing and don't waste my time and, you know, they've got that whole rule going on. So, yeah, have a website. Make sure it's um, to the point. It describes what you're about, but it shouldn't be a blog. You can have a blog section, but it shouldn't be like, because some websites have that whole, like, you know, you get onto the first page and it's just an overload of information. And that's bad (laughs) And then that's why we've got to hire the the right people, right? You've got to hire, you know, a label. You've got to hire a mat and someone who can give you that outside counsel because you know better than anyone, um, hopefully, how to do your business, right? But you will always need that outside help to say, okay, cool. This is where I'm going. Shop in my direction. This is where I want to go. Yeah. I always say that to people. I'm like, you know, yes, I am Lebulai and I'm a marketer, but I would never market myself. (laughs) You know, I I need somebody else to do the job I can do for for me. Because you can't see yourself as a business, as the business owner. You need somebody else with fresh eyes, a fresh perspective to see you and see your opportunities and help you um, capitalize on those. Uh, so just having the knowledge isn't enough. You need other people who can help you achieve your objectives because they'll be able to see things differently and attack them and approach them completely differently to you, which is what you might need, you know? Uh, mm. So it's very important. The talent, I think you're, you're quite right. When you digitize mm-hmm. your business, talent is everything. You know, talent is. is everything. The people you work with become the, they are the business. They are the digitization. If you're not, you don't have highly skilled people, you're not passionate people, you're not people who want to learn, then you're definitely not going to maximize on um, the capabilities and the, the possibilities of digitization. Yes, that's absolutely true. Couldn't agree more. My other point was, <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I think we, we nailed that one, actually. Really. Yeah. Um, let's go to sales, right? You, you mentioned something um, along the lines of sales, and I wanted to ask, what would be your best sales tactic? Would it be aggressive marketing or more of an organic approach or a scented somewhat? Because it's like, do you constantly just put out content and, and tell people what marketing's about? Or do you also add in a sales pitch here and there to be like, okay, you know, call to action. This is what we do. This is how much it costs. You know, how do you market yourself in a very organic way and in a way that you want you want to actually make sales that that balance so yeah thank you for that question it's actually a really really great question um i think we live in a very content saturated world and because of the digital technologies that we have it's very easy to create content and share it with other people and if you saw in a video that i posted i think it was on saturday it was about how mm-hmm. trash content sells, you know, and it wasn't even about like yeah. uh, talking about people's content being bad or good. It was just about the quality of the content. And that's why I'd say trash is the quality. Low quality mm-hmm. content tends to sell more than high quality content. It tends to get a bigger audience. It catches much faster and much easier than high quality content because it doesn't necessarily need so much from you to consume. 
you know for people to be on our uh, live chat right now they need to want to be on it they need to want to learn they need to have the time you know what i'm trying to say so that that mm, 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 create it is a greater effort from an individual than my ability to watch somebody twerking i don't need to do anything for somebody yeah, well, i don't need to I, exactly i was thinking the same thing. Oh, hello yeah um, sorry about that it's one of the hardest spaces to get a, a a really huge audience in is education because it, it yes you need you need an effort but if you had to post a picture of yourself you know in 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 wherever they can i think my instagram is a telltale sign of that you go to my pictures where i've posted <laughs> things about what i do there's a reception but it's from people who actually admire what i do or thumbs up me but then when i post myself at some beach wherever i'm at it's like a thousand likes yeah. engagement for day and it's like because it's easy it's like oh okay cool he's there it's light and yeah. that's why i mean you're right on, on that point of like yeah. trash content sells but now should we revert to using or um start using um that kind of you know well content okay. So the reason why I was going into that is because you were asking me about sales, right? And so yes, how yes, do yes. we sell um and where do we sell that kind of thing. So yes. what I wanted to 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 say with that point is that you have to understand what kind of content you produce so that you can have the right expectations for your sales processes, right? Because I can't expect to sell uh as quickly as somebody who's selling waist trainers. You know, diet culture is big. <laughs> people want to lose yes. weight. People want to have skinny weight. <laughs> There's millions of pieces of content out there that are going to support that person selling. So it's yes. not the same as me saying, "Oh, I'm a marketer and I'm selling this, and you must learn how to use the digital space." There isn't as much content for that. There isn't as much overt demand for it. And so, if I'm going to create a sales funnel, it needs to be different and it needs to be customized to what I'm offering. That's the first thing. So actually, know the kind of content you produce online. so that you can manage your expectations and how you sell and then watch yourself. And I've seen because you know we're living in a celebrity era and everybody thinks that if they get a celebrity on their social media platform whether it's interviewing them for for some kind of podcast or whatever or taking pictures of them or it's getting them to use their product that there'll be this instant growth and instant sales. Yes. And that's not how yes. it works, guys. Having celebrities on your content is the same as having a promoter at a a, a pick and pay. You know, TCC, one of the biggest companies in South Africa that uses promoters to sell products. They would usually hire somebody, and you go and you promote. I don't know, uh, liquid soap, sunlight soap, and pick and pay for three days. Then you must come back with a report yeah. saying what happened. But they do not, in any way, shape, or form, actually think that you being there for three days is going to make them into a billion rand company. That's not how it works. and that's how we should also be thinking about how we work with things like celebrities and promoting our content. Yeah, it's great for me to have a celebrity on my podcast, but it doesn't mean that my podcast is automatically going to go to a million listens. That's not how it works. And the reason why it doesn't work like that is because if you get a celebrity on your profile, their followers go, "Mm, but this person is not as, as important as this one. So I don't need to know them. I'm only watching the this content for that person." then when they done they leave they're not going to follow you very few of them are actually going to stay and go hmm this person is as great as the celebrity they interviewing because the, mm. the metrics of fame and the dynamics of fame don't work like that so be mm-hmm. careful when you're creating content that of not bringing people who are too high above you 
on your content platforms because even though you think it will give you credibility it will also make future audience and potential audience and current audiences actually undermine you a little bit and so i love what isa ray was saying when she was talking about networking okay. and how do you grow she was saying growth for me in my industry is not a vertical process it's a horizontal process i work with people who are on my level doing different things because we're all going to grow together you know our combined growth allows us to move up levels that we wouldn't be able to move up if we were just trying to grow like this so people have to think about their social media growth and their sales funnels they need to think about the horizontal growth the horizontal network leveraging from their networks horizontally not this way don't approach vasi if you want to have a tv uh, station approach i don't know somebody who has a, a, a youtube channel that has 100k subscribers you know because yes. that person will give you more credibility give you more like minded followers more everything than basi can just because it's easier to reach that person they're more likely to work with you respectfully it's just much easier and the growth is more uh, predictable and it's more guaranteed than if you went to basi it's going to take you years to reach someone like basi don't waste your mm. time doing that So when you're thinking mm, about mm, mm. your sales on your social media platforms guys literally you have to think about it from a content perspective because on social media content drives sales not product not service the content because the content introduces whatever you're selling uh and it's not necessarily the content about what you're selling but the content around whatever you're selling so for example I sell consulting services to many businesses and I also speak at corporates and that kind of thing but my information on Twitter is just about what I speak about. It's not necessarily me saying, "Hi, if you're a business, hire me and I can speak about marketing." You know, it's mm, I don't say mm. that because I don't need to. I don't have to be that obvious. On the social media platforms, the content needs to showcase my skills and those skills will drive interest for sales. that's what your content does it drives interest for sales so the other way around and then you think about twitter is actually a great example when you think about uh numbers people's numbers you get people like mm. i think it's gear drive i don't know what the yeah the gear akina something like that yeah exactly and then you have that um hashtag garabo mpopo whatever you know who has oh, yeah. more than a million people you know and no one has seen her face type yes so as a marketer if i'm sitting and i'm looking at that that is a low quality profile and guys we'll be fine being okay. shady you know what i'm not uh, <laughs> no judgment that, that i want to hear your point first <laughs> yeah the, that would be a very low quality profile because right if you look at at social media metrics right it the system the metrics the system of the social media technology won't favor you if you are just following everybody because wh- why won't it favor you it won't favor you because it means that every time you're logging on you're seeing a million pieces of content every single time from different accounts which means yeah. that you're not you it's impossible for you to engage with the, those million uh, followers it's impossible impo- for you to have meaningful conversations and so your value from a metrics perspective normally would go down right that's how the, the mm-hmm. whole social media thing works that's why you'll find that people will follow 300 people but they'll have 150k followers it's for that reason because you want this the app to rate you highly and you want the app to value your account highly and so the only way you can do that is if you are also equally engaging with who you follow as much as the people who follow you engage with you 
right? It's mm. easier to engage with 300 people than it is for you to engage with a million people. And luckily for her, her account has value because corporates are working with her. So she can actually say, well, you know, I know that I don't have a, a good quality profile in the sense that I can't engage with many people. And if you look at my percentage, let's say on average, maybe she gets 50 retweets. If you're following 1.8 million people and 1.8 million people are following you, but you've only got 50 retweets, what is the percentage yeah. of that engagement? Do you understand what it's I'm very, saying? So it's, it's very, very low. low. So from a, a metrics perspective, her account almost has no value. It's got very little value. But because she works with corporates and because they will prioritize her account, then it gives mm. her value because she's getting paid, which means she can pay for adverts on uh, Twitter. She can pay for the content that corporates want her to be on. And that way, because she's putting money into the system, the algorithm will bump her up again. Do you understand what mm. I'm saying? Mm. So you also have to know your market because if she was trying to sell her profile to me and I'm a marketing manager for a brand, I would say no. Because I'd say, but how do you know that this is reaching enough people? How do you engage with these people? How do we get the metrics back from you? Because we're not too sure how they speak to you. Do you know how they speak to you? But if I am um, Zansi Magic and I'm like, I just want more people to see this thing, then definitely, you know, I can work with her. It doesn't matter how, how valuable her profile is from uh, the sense of the metrics of the, of the app. It doesn't matter because we are guaranteed that by virtue of her paying for advertising and having 1.8 million followers, she will get people to see it. It's a guarantee. How effective it is, is another story. But you just have to understand that when you talk about growth on social media, accounts like hers, accounts like Gear Drive are one in a million. Don't try to emulate how they grow for you to have meaningful growth on your social media platforms because it's not going to work for you. And you're going to feel like, you know, people who don't even know what you're about are following you. Uh, you can't get people to attend your events. You can't get people to do anything for you. Why? Because they're not the quality audience for your profile. Don't just follow people for mm -hmm. the sake of it. Don't do those follow trains. Don't do that. The numbers aren't as important as the interpretation of the numbers. So if I have a thousand people and my, I get 50 retweets every time, that's a high value account. Don't get it twisted. You know, I don't mm -hmm. have to have millions of followers. If I've got a thousand followers and I get 50 retweets every time, or I've got a thousand followers on Instagram and I get, um, 500 likes per post my account is valuable and that's what you yeah. sell to brands if you are an influencer you sell those percentages or engagement percentages you don't sell the number i've got a thousand followers you say i've got x amount engagement i've got x amount um what's that other one that other metrics oh i forgot it because we've been talking so for so long but basically that's what you do yeah and, okay. and that's, what you that's how you you sell from your social media okay that that's that's important i mean you, you dropped the key gem there. I, I even took a note of it. Um, when it comes to the algorithm, guys, so um, one thing I've seen, I even saw this on a carousel, it says that people are favored based on, um, so the people that are favored on, 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 on social platforms like your Twitter, Instagram, or, or a LinkedIn, I think, but I know for Instagram, are people who actually put money into the platform and actually have ads they get yeah. bumped up to the top so that's one of the key um take homes here people can take so get a get your car your account to, to be a business account and and whether it's a 10 rand ad 20 rand ad or whatever the case is because even for me personally I, I won't lie i've seen some reasonable engagements with my profile and sometimes i even question and i'm like you know i don't have twenty thousand. 
but someone who has 20,000 likes gets the same engagement that I do. I mean, followers get yeah. the same engagement that I do. And it's like, okay, then, you know, clearly the game needs to be played differently. So something I'm doing must be right. So maybe that's, that, that's what helps. So yeah, I'm taking that one. Continue posting ads. So create a business account. And yeah, guys, post ads for whatever it is, whether it's a visit my profile or my website, but, it but will now, help you in the long run. Yeah. I think we need to go into the ads a little bit for like two seconds. Because I've okay. seen yeah. that so many people, especially on Twitter, like the questions I get from Twitter, people are always like, okay, I've spent this much money on an ad, but I'm not getting, you know, uh, what, I, what I want from this ad. I'm not getting followers. I'm not getting likes. I'm not getting engagement, you know. Maybe that's a conversation you and I can both have because we both spent money okay. on ads, you know. Yes, um, yes, definitely. I never used to believe in ads uh, because I am pro-organic growth, but because there's so many more people doing adverts than ever before, even if you do the best content, the algorithm will not prioritize you because you're not spending money. Social media technologies are businesses after all, and they want to make money, so they're going to reward the people who spend money on them. And mm -hmm. what I've seen with the ads on uh, social media, so I use the Facebook ads uh, for Instagram oh. and for Facebook. And what I've seen with those is that the messaging is probably the trickiest part for most people. You know, the copyright, I know in your industry they call it the copyright. It's a really, yeah. really tricky thing for most people because they think that if I just put, you know, my business, let's say logo or a picture of us with our customers, and then I say, buy uh, Sunlight Soap because it's the best soap. And if you buy it, you get 30% off. Uh, click on this link for more. You know, and they think that mm -hmm. because I'm putting in money and I say that that's going to work. And what I've seen is that that's not how adverts work, you know, because so many people who want to do uh, social media ads don't think about the ads as the same way they would think about it if they were thinking about a TV advert. And both of them have the same objectives, which is to get people to do something, you know. So the same way that TV ads have to be entertaining or they have to be informative or they have to have some kind of sparkle, that's what I call it, is the same mm -hmm. way your social media adverts have to have sparkle. So I know for me, for example, I don't want to fall into that bracket where I'm just a pretty girl in a suit and I smile and then, you know, <laughs> I post the ad and people come into my page because that's not what I have to offer. And so what I've done for my page, for example, is just um, post media interviews post things that give me the credibility in my industry and show that I'm actually out there sharing my knowledge with lots and lots of people. And I found that that works. But if I just post an ad for my podcast, for example, it doesn't really work for me because people don't know what a podcast is. And even if I have the right messaging for it and stuff, it's still hard for them to get their minds around this idea of podcast. But if I put mm -hmm. myself at the forefront and I say, I'm a marketer, I do this, look, I was on SAPC, they come on my profile, and then they go, oh, you also have a podcast. Let's listen to it, you know? So I mm -hmm. found that with ads, I don't know about you, and I'm going to take that question, I'm going to bring it back to you, but I found that when you take um, ads on Facebook and you think about them as if they were a television interview or you think about them as if you're promoting yourself in, in a room full of people, what would you tell them? Would you stand up and say, I'm selling this soap, and if you buy it, you get 30% off? Or would you say, oh my gosh my house was so clean and you won't believe why you know like mm -hmm. how would you communicate that what is your copyright and so, what do your pictures yeah. look like 
you know, what are your pictures look like? Mm. The, the image that I, I know with Facebook, they prioritize heavy uh, visuals over, over uh, copyright. So yes. they like ads that have a lot of pictures, a lot of color over things that have a lot of text. And I've also mm. seen a lot of success from just changing my ads to be like that way. Um, how has it been for you? So um, I, I like that scenario that you've played out. Like what kind of person would you be? And if, 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 if people have been following from the first um, live we had, we spoke about authenticity or yeah, just being yourself, right? <laughs> that word always like gets me. <laughs> so just being yourself. I am a very storytelling driven person. So for me, it's like, what has this done for me? Mm -hmm. What can this do for you? And that's what has been my way in, 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 in sending out ads. Okay, one ad I've done that didn't do very well was on that same, um, what do you call it, tip of um, you buy one, get one free. <laughs> and it didn't work. It didn't work for me. It didn't work for my business. It, it was just a dud. And then the more, because I'm also pro-organic reach, so I have had to build my, 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 my following and everything organically. So, and when I do post, I try to make it in the same vertical of, of, of what I do. So if it's photography, I would have myself or, you know, someone who, who displays the same quality that I have on my profile and say, this is what I've shot. And this is what I've, I've, I've shot for myself. Cause there was a time before I redid my Instagram profile, when I was just like pushing photography, I would take nice pictures of myself, self portraits, and then I would market pictures that I do for other people. And that worked really well for me. So the organicness of the way you, you know, have ads or put ads out there has done wonders for me. And I think it can do wonders for anyone else. So don't, so a lot of people want to take themselves out of the business and be like, my business stands alone and I stand alone. But it, in fact, it should be that we are one because when people deal, especially on social media, we like to think we're dealing with a person, especially with really big brands. Um, let me think of one. Your brand, for example, right? Um, mm. People would need your post in your voice. So people want that kind of connection when, you know, buying into an ad. And it shouldn't really even feel like an ad. And that's why I think influencer marketing was born because they wanted that human approach to selling products. And that has, that's what has worked for me. I, I don't necessarily like the whole influencer thing. I like, <laughs> I, I have a bad I have a value-driven driven approach, and I wanted to talk about that, but I have a very value-driven approach when it comes to my, to my marketing, where I'd rather offer value, and then, in turn, you'd see what I'm able to do and my expertise, and then that's how I, I would get business. I don't like to force it upon people, but I do always bear in mind that I have to sell. I always have to put it at the back of my mind that I have to sell, because even with... Um, the platform when we're still doing what well, we will do that in future but when we're still doing just live events like minds is separate from attraction but like minds the, the consistent thing in like minds marketing is myself when people get invites to come to um, this webinar when people get invites to come to my events it 
I am the consistent thing. I am the voice that they're reading in. Hi, yeah. Lebu, I invited you to the Like Minds. Would you mind coming? Would really love you there. You read it in my voice, it's personal for you. Okay, Matt, I'll pitch up. There's some good speakers here. It's a good time. I'll, I'll come through. Yeah. And then when you get to the event, it's a bunch of networking because I've already set myself up as that person. So I am what you'd call a community leader in, in my tribe, right? So for me, it's like, what value can you give us? You've brought us here now. And it's easy for me to be like, what we also do is branding, right? And we can brand the businesses, we can do this, we can do that for you. And this is what we've been able to do. And I mean, for me, it's also very recent that I've started to speak in an expert voice where I'm like, okay, cool. I think you saw that thing I shared on LinkedIn where it's like, why is branding important? Mm. So now people, okay, cool. So this guy knows about branding and this is like important content. What is that about? And then it's creating that relationship. So for me, I'm at a point where now I'm starting to play the long game in marketing myself. And even the ads that I'll be putting out will be in that same regard. Yeah. So that's, that's my approach, right? I, I don't have the very, like, you know, the whole buy one, get one free thing anymore. It's just, I am at the sense of it. And this is the product that I'm selling. It's not about me, but I can help you navigate this. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's just been the way that I've done things. I love that. I think Dennis, Dennis Rawls, I don't know if that's your brand. It, but my cousin. He, oh, it's your cousin. He was yeah, saying yeah. there actually. He said people share valuable content, and I have to agree with him there. You know, yeah. Uh, over and above the advertising and everything, if your content is valuable enough to somebody, they'll share it. And like he said, yes. they'll tag their friends. They'll they'll share it with the people who matter to them. And I think that's what we we haven't really touched on in our entire conversation. The idea that no matter what platform you use, no matter who you are. If your content is valuable enough for the people, they'll share it. And that's really important. And that's what matters. Yes. Um, I, I'll, I'll speak to a point when it comes to my events. There was um, an, an, a time where someone who was attending my event told me they met someone who was yeah. in Pretoria and the event is all the way in, in Joburg who had been going to the same thing. And they'd invited each other at that point. And then I'm like, wow, mind blowing. How did that happen? You know, so when something is good and it's got good value, people tend to share. Yeah. But if it doesn't have good value, no one shares it. No one talks about it. There's no talkability around it. And it ends right there. So like, like Dennis said, gimmicks don't work anymore. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Gimmicks don't work anymore. You've got to be authentic. Be yourself and promote your product. I think another valuable point that I can give on, 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 on marketing or just like um, selling anything is build your community first yes. or no or have building your community in mind when building your business yes think Definitely. about so I, I narrowed it down i don't know when i had this conversation but it was if you can determine your your people by what service you offer then your positioning yeah. is good you have a market so like i i, I use the example of, of barman so I offer bar services. So who are my people? Barmen and bar ladies, waitresses. Mm -hmm. that, that's my community. So that's what people should be thinking in mind. Like, don't be too broad as well. Be very narrow. Decide who you want to 
target and I mean, take it from there, but do build your community. Always keep building your community in mind because that's what is going to carry you through the toughest times. Mm. Like, can't tell anybody who has a Tesla anything about <laughs> like, the thing that they, eco, being eco-friendly, you can't tell them about the cars being, you know, badly designed. They are the heaviest advocates next to Mac people and, and iPhone people. Yep. <laughs> Steve Jobs people are the heaviest, you know, it's like a cult of some sort. And I mean, maybe that's what we should be building, right? Communities. Cult. Like communities that, that function like cults where people defend. It shouldn't be no. a cult. But, no, I but, agree with that one. Wait, wait they should be able to defend your brand, right? No, I, I okay. actually, I wrote okay. an article about that on LinkedIn about um, follow, movements or communities that become like cults. The problem with cults is that they're right. self-destructive. It's going south. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, yeah. Let's think about it. Like, the problem okay. with cults is that they're self-destructive. So the problem is when people are overly passionate about something, they're willing to yeah. do way too much to protect that thing. And it's usually to the detriment of that brand or product or business. So what you want are people who are level-headed, who love your product, like they genuinely and truly love your product, not because of things that don't exist, but because they can genuinely see its positive effects in their lives. Like iPhone users and MacBook users, the, the diehard ones, they love it because they mm. genuinely believe it works in their lives. They genuinely believe that this is the best laptop for me and it genuinely allows me to fulfill all of my objectives in life. So they're not just following Mac because Mac has this great branding and great messaging and so it's wonderful. They also genuinely believe in the product. But once you have a cult, they stop even thinking about whether the thing really works, whether the thing is really good. Does this thing impact the environment negatively? Cults don't do that. Cults say it doesn't matter how we are as a community. Okay. What we do is great, you know? So I think, and that's what you see a lot on Twitter, which is why Twitter can be so poisonous and so toxic. There are too many cult-like followings for things, you know? You're seeing it with a lot of these uh, weight loss uh, hashtags. Casper, you know, where, just a, a, that exactly. beef thing you have, exactly. yeah. And so <laughs> you see a lot with those weight loss things and they'll literally all be attacking one person who says, Hey guys, maybe I like to eat sugar. Hey, I don't think sugar's gonna kill me. I'm healthy. I run. I I I I um, I eat vegetables, but I also have a bit of sugar in my life. It's not gonna kill me. And the cult will go and literally attack this person as if this person is like the worst person in the world. When that's not it, mm. you know. They're not open to discussion. They're not open to reason. And when that happens, when your cult behaves like that, they're actually putting other people or potential people who could be learning, who could benefit from that thing they're putting them off from joining that thing they the, they're the kinds of groups that actually promote things like bullying they promote like very negative um environments and toxic spaces online so for me i don't think that products that have uh, loyal followers have cults they just have really loyal followers and communities and tribes you know tribes. okay tribes let's use the word tribe. okay tribes, yes but not cults. yes i, I don't okay. think like following is a good thing Let's let let the cult-like thing um, slide. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, essentially, I'm talking about tribes because you want people to be able to defend your brand. That's my point, really. That you want to be defended even if you're not in the room, right? Because that's what branding is. What people say about you when you're not in the room, and having a community is having people who can defend you when you're not in the room. 
Well, actually, even just talk about you, not just defend, because yeah, it doesn't have to be a fight. Yeah, it just doesn't have to be a fight. But yeah. it's like, it's one of those, it's like, you know, me saying Woolworths is trash, why? Mm. You know, what's my reasoning behind that? I'm like, okay, what's your reasoning behind that? Having exactly. that kind of conversation. Yes. So being able to reason and be like, no, my experience has been good. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but for me, they have what I want. It's all in the places I need and it works. So when we talk about that whole building a community, you want to build a community of people who aren't toxic, of course. You want to build a community of people who are level-headed, like yeah. a, a good tribe. Yeah, right? so basically so, we're saying yeah. community over cult. You build yes, community, community, community over Exactly, because yeah. cult, I mean, a lot of bad associations with that, now that I yeah. think about it. So, yeah, a good tribe and community is essential yeah. for brand because... I mean, the people, some of the people that are even on this live stream will keep popping up, I would recognize from some of your retweets, those are part of your tribe, right? Yes. And potentially, we could even share this tribe because they'll be like, okay, cool, decent conversations here, maybe let's, and then it's like, it, it, it becomes a thing where we can, you know, it's, it's a positive thing. It becomes positive, whereas cult is like, I'm for and, or I'm either for or against. Yeah. And I think that's the problem there. Whereas with tribes and communities, we can share. Yes. You know, we, I, can, I can tap into your network and you can tap into mine. And we're all really doing the same thing, right? We're either yeah. educating or we're empowering, you know, and, and, and really and just remember, serving other people. And remember, the, the, the beauty about community conversation is that it allows you as a business to get insights about your product or service. Insights are gold because they allow you to improve mm. your product. They allow you to enhance it. They allow you to know what to sell more of, what to pull out. Conversation is great. Criticism is great. You want that. If you're not getting that and you've got a community of people, then they are, they are not your real community. They, your community mm. has your back. And by having your mm. back, they also say, ah, chief, hey, maybe this product wasn't the one, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's what your community yeah. does yeah. for you. And maybe they say, Hey, chief, this one was the one. Make more of it. So yes, because communities are great, and it's great and, when they have their own opinions and criticize and have conversations. You want that feedback. It's gold for any business that wants to grow. Mm, mm. And I mean, I think I spoke about this one time. Another reason why a lot of like um, businesses or entrepreneurs don't succeed is because one, they're afraid of criticism, mm -hmm. and they're afraid of feedback. <laughs> And yep. feedback is what you need to succeed. Yeah. Because otherwise, what are you, what are you basing your business on? Yeah. Um, there's a, this um, lady from Shark Tank, Lori, the blonde-haired one. She mm -hmm. speaks of um, having a focus group. She says, ask a thousand people about your business before you go public. And I mean, fine. Don't ask a thousand people, but I think the idea is find out do people actually want what you're bringing? Mm -hmm. And is there a need? Because you find you ask the next five people and they're like, they give you some pretty valid points why this isn't a viable business. And that's something to consider before you launch, yeah. right? Why you need to, it's like, if you believe in the product, I think that's, that's key. You need to be able to be like, I, I will take it, you know, to the mountains if I have to. But yeah. it doesn't, 
can do that without you know having a good field of view of what's happening Definitely. so yeah criticism feedback is something that we always need to improve upon our our products and services at least so yeah that's that's that was a good conversation on on community i really love community talks because it i i, I find it to be the key factor in any brand success yes you know whether it nike whether it uh, a small entrepreneur whether it a business anything having a community just makes it all the better because that is also marketing on its own posting about whatever it is you're doing what you know because your your community can refer you to people even if themselves they are uncustomers i have so many people who come to my events friends or supporters who don't even need entrepreneurial advice yeah but they would <laughs> refer somebody else and be like yo dude i think this person would be really good and that's how we've been able to partially grow our community yeah. you know from 50 to i think now we're at 1005 so it's like those kind of things that really help in building you know a great brand or a great community or tribe so I think that's that's one of yeah the, another big take home is always bear in mind that you have to build a community for whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. So yeah. Always be flexible with that. I mean what what was the other thing you wanted to touch on was it okay I think we touched on the influencer marketing. Thing. No we, we did, didn't. Right? You you told me that you didn't like it. I don't know why. But, so uh, my my okay let's put it this way it's it's i even have a note so hon- horizontal networking or having a horizontal network is what you mentioned having people who aren't too far from you um and 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 associating with their brand does wonders for you as opposed to going for someone vertical like bassi or whoever's really big because it doesn't do anything for your brand instead it undermines like you said and i just started to think about it and it makes a lot of sense right so that's why for me um influencers or having celebrities or being associated with them sometimes it doesn't work for me i'm not the type to pose with them because it it adds no value in my life unless it's someone i know and i'm like this is you know a person with a good personality has a good vibe then I'll associate myself and my brand with them but if not I'm not trying to be you know what do they call it I'm not trying to ride anyone's wave <laughs> basically so for me I've I've even had this in my business where my business partner at least 2 years ago brought on an influencer to provide free services for and we had no returns from that zero zero returns from that and that just proved my point like it it doesn't work if it's not done properly yep. you know if you don't have like a, a horizontal um network you know if you don't approach it in like you know because if if i had you as my influencer it would work wonders for me because people love what you do you offer great value and then once you merge it with my brand it will create you know what you call sparkle <laughs> and that's that's particularly why for me um influencer marketing doesn't work and i also like the fact that even your interviewees aren't necessarily celebrities they people who just have good businesses have done well in their fields and that's what works because you're there for the value 
and it's it's not like you're on a radio show where you have to pump up ratings you're just there to do what you have to do well you know so, i yeah. think the whole influencer thing goes back to what dennis said actually which is people share content and i'll add that is valuable to them right so depending mm-hmm. on what your intention is on social media and your growth strategy because remember if you're using mm-hmm. social media for business and you're using it to achieve some kind of objective you're going to have a plan for it right if yeah your intention is to let's say sell a product that's everywhere you know you want to sell tissue you want to sell lip gloss for example yeah i think using influencers social media influencers in your strategy is a really brilliant idea and it's a great idea i find that with those kinds of mass products you know the ones that are mm. easy to substitute they're the ones that need the influencer drive because they can get so lost so quickly under the thousands and mountains of content that is there for their competitive products for other products that are competitive to them right mm. but if you want to be somebody who is a thought leader you can't necessarily always sit with thought leaders <laughs> when you want to share content because mm. if that thought leader has more leverage than you then it's going to come across like that person is teaching you and so therefore your audience is going to contact that person when they have questions about what you do So it mm-hmm. for me yeah. influencer marketing works really well if you've got like you know those kinds of products those mass kind of products the ones where there's a lot of advertising for your waist trainers your lip glosses things like that do influencer marketing but what I also love about influencer marketing and I think sometimes when we think about influencer marketing we only talk about the big influencers your Sarah Langas and whoever what about the nano what about the micro influencers they are really important in the story because they tell true stories they actually have done so much for global um matthew matthew i'm reading here they've done no, no, just, sorry. For global, <laughs> for global uh, marketing uh, strategies that people aren't really talking about you know mm-hmm. influencers really allow you to tap into people's audiences in the least obtrusive way possible because mm-hmm. when that person is talking about your product or service they're talking to their people in their way they're not talking in your way so it allows you to access access pockets of communication and audiences in a way you could have never done on your own no matter what you did and that's why influencer marketing is important because it's literally using somebody else's voice to talk about what you do and that's a good thing that's a valuable thing the more voices talk about what you do in the most varied ways possible the more benefits you get out of it so i love influencer marketing i just think we need to work on the transparency i think brands need to work on what they understand of influencers how they measure the effectiveness of influencers how they use influencers because i think they've been used incorrectly but i think mm-hmm. at its core and what it's supposed to do influencer marketing is brilliant and i think 3 years from now you're going to be finding people with 1000 followers making gang money from influencer mm. marketing because mm. they're going to propel brands to places that they never thought they could be propelled to so yeah mm. but i don't i don't do influencers and, and associations just because i feel like what i have to offer is sufficient on its own uh and me associating with people isn't going to help me make more money anyway and that's all we have for today guys thanks for tuning in Follow us on all our social medias to get alerts on this type of content at Like Minds Tribe. Visit our website to sign up to be part of our community. It's www.likemindstribe.co.za. And that's all from me, your host Matthew Rolls. Signing up.